Gone. 14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 293 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I am Joel. And I'm Josh. And we may be four white guys talking about spicy food. But don't worry, at least half of us are overweight, which means on average, we're more likely to be on the inhabitants of flavor town side of the white guy spectrum instead of the mayonnaise is spicy side. Yeah. Dude. Milk and mayonnaise. Mayonnaise and peanut butter. Super spicy. Delicious sandwich. Mm. I prefer mayonnaise over Miracle Whip because Miracle Whip is just too spicy. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe I'm fat enough for for the group to bring (laughs) the average up. (laughs) I'll put on a flame t-shirt and frosty (laughs) tips. Put sunglasses on my head backwards. Dude, I would pay, like, literally a dollar to see that. You'd be I, like the de- deputy mayor of Flavortown, you know, because the mayor's already taken. I got a dollar. See me do a Guy Fieri cosplay. You'd be the comptroller of Flavortown. <laughs> comptroller of Flavortown. <laughs> if you did that at Gen Con, though, they'd be like, ah, oh, he's an anime character. I, I was like, yeah, no one, everyone would just assume that, oh, yeah, he's just some dork that sort of looks like Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be wrong. Now, if I had a sword, I could maybe do the Dungeons and Dragons and Drive-Ins and Dives. I- <laughs> We need to get you a Flavortown sword, then. <laughs> that would be awesome. Flavortown shield and a sword inscribed with the runes for donkey sauce. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd have to come up with a, with a coat of arms for Flavortown, of course. That'd be kind of awesome, actually. Well, if you like donkey sauce, and who doesn't, you might also like the spicy shows on the Podcast Collective. Mm-hmm. Such as I Am Salt Lake, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy. <laughs> Tales from the Hard Side, the Portland Beer Club podcast, and of course the Red Dead Radio Hour. I had to mention the internet with Scott the Pool Boy. You can't have spicy without the Pool Boy. Spicy in the Pool Boy. <laughs> oh, that's a spicy Pool Boy. Yeah, it's spicy in the Pool Boy again. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't this know. sounds like a, like like a '50s show that was only on for like four episodes. I was like, that That sounds like small town shock jock morning, right? Spicy in the pool, boy. <laughs> right, at the AM, <laughs> right after the chicken and the douche. <laughs> it's not like Hollywood hot. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge how much fucking uh, road Hollywood hot is getting with you people. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about. All I have is that one track of you guys talking about it. I wasn't even here for the conversation. <laughs> It was something that Joel and I riffed on before anybody showed up. And then... ah, put an egg on it. It's, it's basically <laughs> the discussion from the office where they talk about if a celebrity is hot or not, except that it's done with puker voices and it's got a theme song with apparently a cat being choked. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood Hot. This week we're talking about Hillary Swank with Joe Rogan. Don't move on to iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher. I'm gonna. I don't know what doing this. <laughs> All right, so iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, talk to uh, Podverse <laughs> FM. Uh, I've been told that we are on Podbean now. Um, yes, that is a like thing. The bean. But uh, just like that, Joel, you are like a conversational speed bump. I'm like the milk to your spicy food. Yeah, you make it stop. Podchaser, uh-huh. Spotify, 708 Now Wrap. Give us a call, 708-669-9727. See, you took all the energy out. You broke Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Do we have anyone else? I don't think so. <laughs> who, who could possibly know? Yeah. I don't know. Who has all this free time where he could have been checking on that sort of thing? Oh, this is what they go for right here. 
professionalism. I know. I think we heard the last one we had was Karen talking about Cobra Kai. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was a few weeks back. Cobra Karen. Ah. Okay. So about that time. Oh yeah, it is about that time. Yes. This week in music, movies, and TV. It's spicy food. All right, so this week, the date is March 12th, 2015, which is the premiere of the YouTube show called Hot Ones. All right, so music. The number one song in the land was Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. Exclamation point. Huh. Yes, that's because there's an exclamation point in the song. Like, yeah. when you say help, do you just shout help? Or do you just pronounce it as help like a normal person? Well, if you want to get help, then yes, you would shout it. Good thing there aren't any more exclamation points. I still like that song. Wait, we've gotten to a point where the twee has crossed over with the life of this show because we did Uptown Funk, I think. Or, no, maybe we didn't. Maybe we did 24 Karat Magic for one of our Billboard shows. But we've been doing we, this show since 2015 for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have. We've done at least two Bruno Mars songs or songs that he's been on in, in the Billboard shows. I think, like, I, I'm looking forward on this uh well, well, we'll revisit this when we get to the next bullet point on the Twee, because I think uh, we've seen uh, stuff on this Twee in our Billboard shows, like other things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've definitely talked about it. I know that for a fact. All right. So next, uh, albums released this week included Eclipse by Twin Shadow, To Pimp a Butterfly, as things move away from where I can see them, by Kendrick Lamar, Blurry Face by 21 Pilots and Strangers to Ourselves by Modest Mouse. And Blurry Face is, I think, one of the other ones we actually talked about on uh, like on a Billboard Hot 100 or Top yes. 10. I have heard Blurry Face so many freaking times. My, well, the daughters. Yeah, I, I really just am not a 21 Pilots fan, as we've discussed before. Yeah. It's just kind of fun that we're finally doing this weekend that actually crosses over with the history of our own show. True story. We're so meta. Are we? Lewis. <laughs> or we've been doing this a while, one or the other. Uh, Lewis Michael Soloff was an American jazz trumpeter, composer, and actor from New York City. He studied trumpet at the Eastman School of Music and the Juilliard School. He worked with Blood, Sweat, and Tears from 1968 until 1973. Prior to this, he worked with Machito, Tony Scott, Maynard Ferguson, and Tito Puente. He went on to a solo career in the afterlife on March 8th. I walked right into that. <laughs> I walked right into that. He played taps. It's kind of funny how he sets those up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, when I do a tweet and I put those in there, you guys just walk over and ignore them. Jerks. On March 10th. It's because I'm the talent, Joel. You got to know how to write this shit. <laughs> Marks. On March 10th, See You Again was released by Wiz Khalifa, featuring Charlie Puth. Puth. Commissioned as a tribute to Paul Walker, it became the 2015 Billboard Song of the Year. Wow, it's hard to believe he's been gone, what, I guess four years then now. Crazy. Seems like just yesterday. Yep, I mean, that's, it's crazy what's happened in the last four or five years, just thinking about it. Like, I've changed addresses twice since we've started the show. Oh, oh, for once in my life, so, I have not. So have I. Yeah, now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah. I have not. Mike and I have stayed stationary. 
Yeah, Mike oh. hasn't moved since we've known him. What? True. Well, that's well, not you know what I mean. I mean, I don't mean like since the beginning, but I mean pretty much you've been in that house since since, since you got 19- back from since you got back from Georgia. Yeah, since nineteen. Well, since I got back from Georgia, I was in uh, Oak Park for a while. Remember? Oh, that? that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot you lived in Oak yep. Park. There, yeah, but still. Yeah. How? Wh- when did you move to that house? Ninety-nine. Wow. A lot of history. Wow, twenty years. Yeah. Kind of coincides with how old my daughter is too. Hmm. <laughs> Can't I remember? I remember bringing all the boxes in after specific people helped me move, labeled Nazi memorabilia and sex toys. It's <laughs> like, hello, we're new to the neighborhood. Pay no attention to the labeling. <laughs> That's funny. There really are not severed heads in this box. Yeah. Why is it tripping? Yeah, you you put severed heads in a bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't or put them in a box to move. That's in, silly. In a duffel bag, at the very least. Ah, oh, oh, up, up to eight of them. Mm-hmm. Glass jar is my preferred method. Uh, next up, Michael Joseph Porcaro was an American bass player, one of the founding members of Toto, along with his brothers Jeff Porcaro and Steve Porcaro. He retired from touring in 2007 as a result of being di- diagnosed with a myotrophic a myotrophic lateral scleris Lou Gehrig's disease scleris yeah ALS he died on March 15th of this week wow that really just took the wind right out of that death in the week (laughs) (laughs) I was almost just going to like overwrite it and type Lou Gehrig's disease right over it as you were saying it I thought that would make it worse I thought it would make it more fun to not put Lou Gehrig's disease (laughs) if I would have read ahead once again I might have done better but because that's my wheelhouse. We all know about hey. you and your reading. How strange is it that Lou Gehrig caught his own disease? I know, right? <laughs> what, what were the odds? Jesus. That joke has gotten more, anyway. More better, I'm yes. Like, that, that joke is more better through the years. It's it's a great joke. I'm the king of the running gag, and you guys constantly give me shit, so, yeah. Finally, on March 10th, the family of Marvin Gaye won a record $7.3 million lawsuit for music copyright infringement against Robin Thicke. Good on them. Uh, Pharrell Williams, that's a shame, and T.I., good on them. For the song Blurred Lines, which was ruled to have its melody and some lyrics stolen from gays, got to give it up. See, I, I, uh, Joel kind of touched on exactly why I hate this decision. People were happy about it because they didn't like Robin Thicke. Yep. If you've read the, if you've listened to the two songs, they don't sound anything fucking alike. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I'm on their side. Like, just because you have similar beats and similar melodies doesn't make it a stolen song like it's not like the ice ice baby under pressure for sure where where you've got a distinct hook where there's one note added and maybe a slight change that's it's not even close like if you listen to the two it's like they're in the same style maybe but yeah uh, it's it's like saying just because you're you know this song is marimba based and this song is marimba based they're they're both ripoffs of each other no well, and you also got to look at it from the the perspective of how many songs are written by artists per year, and now those songs are getting out there. There's going to be a point where songs start to sound similar here and there. Well, there's only so many notes and so many bars, and you know, right. And that's a, when you establish a legal precedent, it can be used against people you like the same as it can be used against people you hate. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like if Belle Biv DeVoe decided to be assholes, could they sue Bruno Mars and Mark Robinson? Yes. That's true. Once there's a precedent. 
I mean, yeah, you listen to some of the stuff, especially from like a tw- Uptown Funk or 24 Karat. You could say, well, this clearly is a throwback to 90, early, early 90s R&B. If one of those artists decided to be dicks. True. Yeah. I've learned something. Yeah, I no, appreciate this, that. Yeah, this, this was, I, I very rarely talk about court cases on social media. When that decision came down, I was really angry about it. Yeah, it was a wrong decision. No, I want to check them both out. I'm curious. I, I will. I will happily change my opinion if, uh, um, you know, no, after you doing what I will. I, I'm. I. Hey, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I mean, that'd be like saying, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street ripped off Texas Chainsaw Massacre because we were murdering people too. Like, well, yeah, your horror movies, you know, like yeah, your dance music. You, you know, there's there's got to be some beats that might sound the same. Yeah. The Count of Monte Cristo was ripped off by The Shining because they both used the word the. <laughs> that would be a hell of a precedent to set. And, and it's funny because there are definitely songs where the ripoff was explicit. Uh, the uh, Metallica song, uh, the uh, I think it's Four Horsemen, hmm. uh, has uh, the riff from Sweet Home Alabama in it. Okay. Or same the same as that shitty fucking Kid Rock song. Uses the 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 riff from uh, Werewolves of London. Yes, uh, that was that was a sample in this right, case. Right, right. I, I, yeah, there's yeah. A difference, but yeah. Say, I mean, if 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 you want to start walking down that road, you know, can you start getting sued later for using samples? You know? For sure. Well, and there's already been some legal precedents set for that. But, but we've anyway, gone, we've gone down this rabbit hole long enough, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like rabbits. I like I like turtles. Yes. All right, moving on to movies. Uh, I had missed that we were at a break. <laughs> okay, the number one movie in the land was Mr. Peabody and Sherman. That makes me sad. Yep. Uh, I a, mean, one, a one week run. It it it's all right to watch once, but it's not anything that deserves rewatching. It was it was fun at points, but it was not great. So you went to see it? I didn't see it in the theater, but the I, I the kids wanted to watch it, so we we watched it at one point. But not something I ever need to see again. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> Movies released this week included Cinderella, The Cobbler, It Follows, Trainwreck, and the acronym of the week, TDSI, which I'm pretty sure is just that dick sucking a lithid. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> see, that's the thing is you could tell who knows what an alithid is by how quickly they react to that one. <laughs> like, oh. And and like he would convince you that you liked it, so right? <laughs> really, body, blow your mind. <laughs> oh, mm, tentacly. Uh, I'm just very animeish there. That's uh, yeah. yeah. For, for those of you not not in the uh, deep D and D weeds with us, uh, elithid is uh, another term for mind flare. And if you don't know that, you go, there's Google. Or you yeah. haven't watched Stranger Things season two. Yeah. It, oh, it's basically, awesome. basically imagine like a really vicious um, uh, Zoid, Dr. Zoidberg from Futurama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Angry Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> or in this case, a horny Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the Divergent series, Insurgent. Thank you. That's, that's what I was waiting for before <laughs> you move on. 
Vincent Wong was born in Jamaica as Vivian Warren Chen. He was an actor and director known for roles in Batman Begins, Batman, and Little Shop of Horrors. He had roles in the James Bond franchise and the Doctor Who franchise. He died on March 13th, 2015 in Camberwell, London, England. Vincent Wong. Yeah, I tried to find a picture of him, couldn't. What? That's yeah. kind of surprising. Right? I kept finding pictures of a modern Vincent Wong who is acting currently and looks like he's about 25. I was like, that's not him. What if he goes under his... His birth name? I don't know. If you type in Vincent Wong Batman, he's right there. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I just was trying to find Vincent Wong. I I didn't look for like you know extended period of time. It wasn't. Expect him to do research. He's the talent. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Now I know who you're talking about. I'm amazed that he can even spell. What the hell? All right. Are we done with that? TV. Oh my God. Did I make you angry? (laughs) All right. So, top shows in the land are Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. Tuesday night football and Wednesday <laughs> night football. No. Um, <laughs> Sunday and Monday night football, the Big Bang Theory, NCIS, and Empire, which is on my list of things to watch. I've heard that your know, first couple seasons are good, and then after that it falls off. Empire? Yeah. No, Monday night football. No, definitely not Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Wait. All right. So, oh, this is sad for me. Terry Pratchett, English author of fantasy novels, most famously the Discworld series, died of Alzheimer's disease complications at C6. Uh, He was the co-author of uh, Good Omens, the show that we did about two episodes ago. Um, And if you have not, Terry Pratchett is by hands down my my favorite author, like family-wide here. Uh, If you have not read his stuff, I would say start with Guards, Guards is a great one to start off with, but... um, it's imagine if uh, J.R.R. Tolkien had help from Monty Python in writing Lord of the Rings, and that's kind of right. So, you, Josh, I know you read Pratchett. Joel, yes, we talked about it on the uh, Good Omen show. Yeah, yeah I've only read Good Omen just because we did the uh, we did the episode. Mm. All right. So, the Simpsons co-creator Sam Simon uh, died at age fifty-nine. Trying to show up Terry Pratchett from colon cancer on March 8th. The season 26 episode Waiting for Duffman, which aired the following week, fe- featured a dedication to him. Yeah. Like, I remember that episode, but it, he's one of those guys that, like, I saw his name on The Simpsons, but otherwise don't know a whole lot about him. Right. And that's a hell of a legacy, though, to leave. He was he was uh, instrumental in like forming the as they say the soul of the of the Simpsons family at, at the beginning like keeping them grounded and blah 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 and he was less funny and more uh, more heartfelt than the other writers is what they said like hey we may have gone too far type of thing yeah yeah like he would pull them back like when Homer needed to not be such a horrible father you know that kind of stuff yeah he would write something more funny but less awful. Yeah, maybe turning people off by this type of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say we need that. We need that. Yeah. Well, we can't. He's dead. <laughs> so, That's Josh's job. Josh. Josh reigns us in. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant killing celebrities for the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Joel Osteen's job. Ooh. Absorbed. All right. So Ralph Tager was an American actor who starred in three short-lived television series. Tager was cast on episodes of Highway Patrol. Uh oh, and Manhunt 
but his first series as a lead was Klondike, a half-hour Western series set in Skagway, Australia, uh, Alaska, Australia. <laughs> during the 1897 gold rush. This does not look good for old Ralph. Uh, Tager played Mike Halliday, a rugged prospector. Midway through the first season, NBC dropped Klondike, but transferred Tager and co-star James Coburn, that's a bad sign, uh, to the replacement <coughs> series Acapulco. Tager played Patrick Malone, a rugged Korean War veteran turned beachcomber and prospector. Both Tager and Coburn's characters <laughs> Wait, provided security for a lawyer played by Tele Savalas. <laughs> what? Why haven't I seen this? Right. What is this show? That's why I included all this. Like, <laughs> what, what is a Korean War veteran beachcomber? Well, Just uh, keep going. We're, we're going to roll through this. We're going to roll through this. Everybody hold hands. We're, we're going to make it out. <laughs> In 1967, Tager was cast in the title role of Hondo as Hondo Lane, based on the film starring John Wayne, a prospector from 1819. <laughs> Everyone is not prospectors, Oh, Mike. they are in my world. They're all out there panning and shit. <laughs> After Hondo, Tager made it only five television appearances, the last in 1983 in the Merle and Olsen Western series Father Murphy. Ralph Tager died on March 11th after a long illness... Caught while prospecting. Good God. Acapulco ran for eight episodes. Huh. That's it. I don't know how. I, it should have been it, that should have been like a hundred episodes minimum. James I mean, Coburn and Telly this Savalas. Dude, yeah, with Telly Savalas. Forget it. I want to watch a show about a beachcombing Vietnam vet who's a Korean <laughs> Korean War vet. You gotta get uh, it right. Who prospects whatever. on the side. Who's a pro- right? Yeah, because there's a lot of prospecting to do when you're a beachcomber. Yes. Also, the final TV TV personalities: Chris Jenner and Bruce Jenner divorced after 13 years of marriage. In On March, March 15th. March 15th. You know, now if they've remade that series, it would star Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. He could play he's, that role. He's way too young to be a Korean War veteran. I was going to well, say. Well, they'd make him a. Why would he play Bruce Jenner? <laughs> They'd make him a Desert Storm veteran, but he'd still be a beachcombing Prospect. prospector who was protecting uh, Michael Telly Chiklis. Telly Michael Chiklis. Yeah. No, Telly Savalas. Ooh. Michael Telly Savalas, played by Michael Chiklis. <laughs> oh, now we're getting into it. Is it it's going to be on after uh, Hollywood Hot, I think. I think it fits into that time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to sports. Thank God. Sports, there's only one bullet point because it was so amazing that I uh, and I couldn't really find anything else, and I figured this was good enough. No, you just wanted to dick the rest of us over. Cause really? No, I, I couldn't find anything else. I really couldn't. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Rob, 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 Jesus. I <laughs> and and, and sports. <laughs> and that was the end of sports. <laughs> not, 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 not. Robert Appleyard was a Yorkshire and England first-class cricketer. Yeah. When he was young, Appleyard spent 11 months in a hospital after being diagnosed with advanced tuberculosis. He had to learn to walk again and had the upper half of his left lung removed. Yeah. He became one of the best English bowlers of the 1950s, a decade which saw England develop its strongest bowling attack of the 20th century. Able to bowl fast medium swingers or seamers and off spinners with almost exactly the same action, almost exclusively bowling spinners, Appleyard was almost unplayable on the wet wickets early in the summer. <laughs> God, you hate it when you get your seamers on the wet wickets. I like a good wet wicket. Appleyard's career was almost destroyed by a knee injury and, and other illnesses after his first full season in 1951. 
In his limited test career, he took a wicket every 51 balls. And in first-class cricket, his 708 wickets cost only 15.48 runs each. Appleyard died March 17th at 90 years old. Wow. It's a hell of a life. I'm still falling back on the thought that cricket is just fucking with the rest of the world. They don't know what they're doing. They're just I mean, if you, if, you, if you think about it, if you didn't know anything about baseball and people just started talking about, you know, perfect games and one-hitters and no-hitters and balking and things okay. like that. Okay, out of those statements, the only one that doesn't make sense that you would need an explanation for is balk. A no-hitter. That's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, but think about, like, you know, how they, you know, I mean, a, a home run isn't always called a home run. Sometimes it's called a dinger. Sometimes it's called a potato. Sometimes it's called a can of corn. I mean, you, you, there's slang for all, you know, sports. Yes, they'd be confused by things like pop fly and grounder. Yeah, and, infield fly, infield fly rule and long tater. You made that last one. Yeah, that's not real. No, that's a real. That's a long tater is a real thing. It, okay, what's what's a fucking long tater? It's yeah, a, it's a, it's an old antiquated term for a home run. Nobody uses it anymore. But you just did. Yeah, like Bob Euchre would know what a long tater is. I bet is he would. Alive? Yeah, he's still alive, as far as I know. Hmm. Yeah. Bob Costas would definitely know what a long tater is. Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre seems like one of those guys that Joel would let us know just died, and he really died four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive, 85 years old. I don't believe you. Yeah, he died four years ago. <laughs> so, spicy foods. We're going to get to that as soon as Joel takes us out. Woo! All right, so this is going to be kind of a weird show. We're talking about food in the front end and food and YouTube shows on the back end. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what everybody's history was with spicy foods, like just growing up, if, if that's a thing we all did. Well, I don't know. I mean, did I mean, of course, we'd have to go to Patrick. Patrick, of course, you're in Texas. Everything's spicy in Texas, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of spicy things available. There's many restaurants that have peppers available sitting on the table, as like just regular, as like regular condiments, just pickled, pickled jalapenos or pickled poblanos, whatever, just sitting on the table. So yeah, spice, spicy foods are definitely. And Houston is a huge international city because we got you know one of the biggest international ports. So there's you know, you could find any number of spices that you want anywhere in any of the marts too. So okay, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of spice. And from, like, my background, it's crazy because, like, I grew up in an almost entirely Hispanic neighborhood, but my mom basically was the white person who doesn't season her chicken that everybody jokes about. Oh, just sprinkles a little garlic salt on it? If that. Ooh. Like, so, uh, I, when I swore as a kid, instead of having soap put in my mouth, I had Tabasco. What? Yes, that was, that was like, my, my punishment for bad words was Tabasco, and, uh, like... No wonder you picked up a, a thing for it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Josh just walking around the house, shit, fuck, motherfucker. Well, no, like, I was terrified of spicy stuff until I was, like, probably into high school. Like, oh, I didn't eat the Mexican food, or, like, I didn't have anything spicier than, like, chili. Huh. Uh, but I built up a tolerance, like, around the time I met you guys. I started becoming a spicy food person, building up my tolerance to uh, hot sauces and whatnot. Okay. Uh, well, in Kansas City, of course, barbecue's a thing. And it's a more molasses brown sugar base. So that was the primary, like, food thing in town. 
So spicy wasn't really a thing for me growing up. I I ate some here and there just because my mom liked to introduce me to new types of food. But it was never a huge thing for me, at least other than like um, uh, we always had a, a bottle of Tabasco sauce in the fridge, always. Um, and I used to make nacho cheese with it. And I, I, I always liked the, the flavor of it. And then um, she introduced me to Korean food. And then kimchi became part of my vernacular. And uh, to this day, if, if I'm going to eat spicy food, that's that's still my jam. But it wasn't a big thing growing up. My, my mom and dad both were not big into spicy foods. Now, talking about spicy food in general, just like a little bit on the history of it, like we think of spicy food being all over like Southeast Asia and all sorts of various hot tasting European cuisines, Hmm. but uh, chili peppers, which are where you're going to get your spice from pretty much originated in central South America, Mexico. And that was um, after, I think it was the Spaniards after no uh, Portuguese explorers brought yeah. them out and then they're like holy crap this stuff is good i bet you take this home they can really make some amazing stuff with it and yeah like, when you think about like there were no tomatoes potatoes or chili peppers in europe which is until, kind of amazing yeah well i mean it's just I, like the tea the you know tea and coffee i mean that started out in one specific spot and now it's grown all over the world all over the world i'm curious and maybe one of you guys can answer this because i'm not real knowledgeable on spicy foods but when you talk about then and you go back as far as the origins of, of spicy food in general, nowadays with things like ghost peppers and stuff like that, was that stuff still around at that point? Or have we like crossbred things to be? Yeah, most, most of the really incredibly hot peppers have been genetically modified at this point. They've been, there've been all kinds of uh, botanists going together and creating like they're, they're one upping each other and trying to create hotter and hotter peppers breeding them. Yeah. Okay. I was just, it just something that came to mind when I was thinking about this. I'm like, I wonder back then if they were like, Holy shit, this ghost pepper is fucking hot or if well, they like, the, 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 go ahead. Sorry. Go I was going to say that the ghost pepper is a cultivar specifically like developed to be super hot. I'm uh, pretty sure that, uh, it's called the, uh, uh, boot, uh, Jolokia. I'm trying to think of which. I, I think it's an offshoot of the habanero. See, and then there's there's the one that's uh, supposedly the hottest pepper that's been measured so far right now. It's called Pepper X, <laughs> which is something that's been yeah been developed by the guy the a, a guy that uh, Sean Evans interviewed once. The guy from Hot Ones will actually talk about it a little bit later. Uh, but but Pepper X, and he says that he's got two more peppers ready. For the next, for, for like when that pepper gets topped by somebody, he's got two more hotter than that ready to unveil. That's I just Pepper silly. X on Red Tube, I think. No, I don't. I think I her on Red Tube. Yeah, don't make well, it. Well, and right now, I think the the one that's been certified as the hottest, at least Guinness, is still the Carolina Reaper. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's the one that's officially recognized as the hottest. But Pepper X supposedly has is higher, and he's like he says he's got two waiting. That are even hotter than that. Oh. oh yeah, the the guy who made the Carolina Reaper is the same one uh, who developed the Pepper X. Yep. And not to sidebar real quick, but Mike, what was your history? Because I we never got your oh with spicy food. I I yeah. wasn't into spicy food as a kid for a while, and then at one point 
we were at the grocery store, and I, and that's, I, I put food in quotes. So there's spicy food. Um, <clears throat> I was walking through the grocery store, I remember being wanted to get potato chips, and I found Lay's Flamin' Hot potato chips. I remember saying to my mom, I was like, oh, let's try it. You know, what are, they, what are these? And she's like, oh, they're just really hot chips. And I'm like, what the hell? I'll try them. And I love them. And that is where I discovered that if you start eating a spicy food, like chips, if you continue eating them, it won't get hotter until you finish the bag. And I, and then I got yelled at for eating all the chips because I, <laughs> just like, I can't stop eating them because it'll start to burn, you know. And then, you know, I, I, that's where my spicy food love came from. It's just stupid flaming hot lays. And then mm. I, when I was a kid, I actually would go for Asian food, uh, go to Ch- go out for Chinese or Cantonese or whatever. And I started getting like um, uh, the General Tso's chicken mm-hmm. or uh, Beijing beef that has the red peppers in it. And it's actually one of those um, – I remember going out with my, my family and another one of the close families that we were with went to some uh, Asian restaurant in Naperville. And I got the, the uh, Beijing beef with those big, dark, long peppers in it. And I wasn't paying attention because I was talking. I was maybe 12, 13 years old at the time. And I took a bunch of the beef and all that together, put it in my mouth, not knowing that there was a little pepper in there. Because normally I just let them simmer and then take the peppers out and don't actually eat the peppers. Bit into it, and the tip of the pepper exploded and shot the hot pepper oil straight down my throat. To where I went from sounding something like this (laughs) (laughs) to sounding like... An 89-year-old retiree who was smoking three packs a day for the last 38 <laughs> years. It was like, oh, yeah, so anyway, I then did this. <laughs> I can't. And it was like, I, 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 had, I remember, and the thing was like, the tears are running down my eyes. My throat is on fire. I'm like, I'm going to talk like this for the rest of my life. This is the end. I'm done. And, you know, and the thing is like, everybody else is like, ah, that's so funny. He got the hot food down the throat. And I'm laughing. It wasn't until the waitress was like, I'll, I'll get you a carton of milk. I'll be right back. You know, and she came back with a glass of milk for me and I drank it. And it was like, you, you I mean, you know, of course, I can't say this because I'm like 13 years old. I'm like, you fuckers sitting there laughing at me as my as my vocal cords are burning, you know. <laughs> but I, the thing was is that it didn't turn me off. Now, Mike, you were the other person who grew up in Illinois in the Chicagoland area. Yes. What about sport peppers on the Chicago hot dog? Every single time. Okay. I, like, I grew up not eating them because I thought they were too hot. Now, I was like, why was I being such a huge bitch about this? These are not even that hot. I, that was that was the thing. It's like, after doing, like, the, the uh, Szechuan peppers and all that, I would pop the... And even now, I will get a couple extra extra peppers on my uh, when I go to Portillo's, get my hot dog. I'll get a couple extra peppers on there and just nom them. And of course, everybody else gets some peppers because they get them with everything on it. So sometimes, not all the time, when we go out for hot dogs, I will have like seven, eight sport peppers, <laughs> which probably I, is not good for you. But... I just learned what a sport pepper was like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm not being from Illinois. Laura had some. Uh, with her dinner, and I was like, "What's that?" And she explained it to me, and I looked it up and read about it. She's like, "Do you want to try one?" I'm like, "Sure." How? But and how can we have gone for hot dogs and stuff for so long, and you never had a sport pepper? I I don't know. Or did you but, have them and not know what it was? No, because I, I I don't go out of my way to eat spicy stuff. 
it's not like a, a, a thing for me at all. And so I, I will, but it's not, you know, it's not on my daily <laughs> checklist, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I had never heard of it. I was like, what the heck is this? Huh? It, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was tasty, but a little, a little bit hotter than I would enjoy. But, uh, I liked the little snap. So Pat, what, what's your, uh, go to when you were a kid? Did you, were you, Sport pepper in it, or that sort of thing. No, I've, I've never actually heard of a sport pepper. See, until like this moment, like I had, I just had to type it up. Be like, what the hell is a sport pepper? <laughs> I've seen them. I've just never heard them described. That I, I, I don't get them on my hot dog or anything. I've never had one. But huh. um, it's a lot like a jalapeno. That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, a little bit. But um, just never had any interest in putting those on my hot dogs. I guess because I didn't grow up with that. You know? Yeah, and they're about half the strength of a jalapeno. Yeah, but no, down here in Houston and Texas, jalapenos are the shit. Um, that's you. You find jalapenos everywhere. Jalapeno cornbread. Ha- there's even jalapeno lemonade. I mean, there's jalapeno everything. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding. There's jal- jalapeno in everything down here. You can get people get jalapenos on their burgers, on their hot dogs, on everything, on their nachos, on whatever it is. Everything can come with jalapenos. Yeah, everything can come with jalapenos here, and it's not. Yeah. I mean, like on purpose, or is it just like, yeah, oh shit, there's per- jalapenos everywhere. They're falling in the food. <laughs> well, a little bit of both, yeah. <laughs> like you could, you could not even try, and suddenly you're like, oh, I got jalapenos in here. Oh well, you know. <laughs> might as well. Accidentally eat it. invented the jalapeno donut. Oh well, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, that already exists. There are jalapenos. So your milk is spicy. Oh, uh, there, there, yeah, there, there can be. There, there's. I mean, I'm not even joking. There, there's jalapeno everything. Jalapeno ice cream. There's jalapeno everything down here. Um. But uh, I'll t- okay, I'll tell you guys a story. Uh, you, you know, going going back to Mike talking about his story. Here's everyone my story. gather around. Grandpa Pat's gonna tell us a story. Here, hey. Here's here, here's my spicy food story. So for one of the first times I ever went with my parents to a really nice ritzy restaurant, I had to have been like maybe eight years old, nine years old, whatever. It was like like their anniversary or something. We were going out for a nice dinner. We went to a seafood place, and my mom ordered um the seafood appetizer for us is like, you know, chilled, chilled shrimp and, and oysters and crab and whatnot. And in the middle of it was this, um, this little bit of cocktail sauce. And in the middle of the cocktail sauce was what I thought was a dollop of crab meat. Ooh, let's take a vote. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I just being a smart ass, I'm like, I'm going to get this dollop of crab meat before anybody else. As soon as the waiter set it down and I saw that, I just reached out with my spoon and scooped up a big dollop of the horseradish and put it in my mouth. And my parents both just look at me and like, <laughs> neither one of them says anything. They're just waiting. And, was, I, and I, I got that look on my face and, ah, and then suddenly I'm like, ah! were you like that kid who is uh, the kid who wants to eat the onion? Cause he thinks it's an apple. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of like that. Yeah. Now, did I make you have a flashback to that moment when I kicked off our prank war by uh, putting an entire bottle of hot sauce into your Coke? Back in college, yeah, no, that because that was that actually was something that I've done several times. That sadly is a, is a standard running prank in the in the restaurant industry. So, yeah, but you you de- you definitely put a lot in there for sure. Along along with dumping along a with whole the, goddamn six yep. pounds of salt. Yep, in yours, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it only hit you so hard because I was sitting there waiting for you to drink it, and you weren't touching your drink. And I was thinking, oh, he's gonna sip it through the saw, and you got up and slammed it back <laughs> and there was a second and then you looked at me and i started laughing you were like you son of a bitch and ran off <laughs> we didn't see you for like 15 minutes oh yeah that was that was unpleasant 
Well, now that we've got this story out there, what happened after you left the table? Pooping. Yeah. What'd you do? Did you go get a bunch of water? What happened? Yeah, pretty much just stuck my head under the faucet and just ran water until it cleared out. Yeah. I mean, there's not much you can do. You, it's just time and, and milk if you have it. Yeah, you really have to ride it out. Yeah, because like. there's, no, there's not much you could do once it's trapped inside your head. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the image of you with your dick between your legs. Inside my well, head. that yeah, went okay. to a weird place. <laughs> spicy. Spicy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Muy caliente. Did you guys ever do uh, spicy food challenges? Like somebody brings a bottle of something to school. How much can you, you know, I almost said, can you put it, how much can you get on your tongue? I vaguely remember trying to eat uh, Tabasco flavored Slim Jims. Because remember, this is before I was a spicy food guy. So that Mm. was like hardcore. I've never been in like a spicy food challenge. No, I'm not a Slim Jim type of guy, but. I, I have bought, um, well, this would probably be more in the now, but um, there there have been two different types of spicy Doritos at Costco that they've done over the last year, and I bought those and tried to eat those, and my, nobody in my family could get through the one bag. We had to throw it out. Why wouldn't you just buy like the little dollar bag at the gas station instead of the giant Costco bag? Because they don't have those flavors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't what? have those. No, they're like special flavors made for Costco. Like, really? you know, they don't. Yeah. Like there was wasabi flavored Doritos, you know. I didn't know they had those. I mean, I know that uh, some of those flavored special flavors are regional, but I didn't know with Costco because we just got Costco membership. Uh, they're opening in the end of July here, so. Yeah, Costco frequently gets their own special stuff. Yeah. Wait, are you saying Rockford doesn't have a Costco? No, we have we have Sam's Club, but we didn't have a Costco. They they just just finished building one. And they're supposed to open at the end of July, and uh, Laura got a membership for us. So. Sam's Club oh, shut so down good. like four years ago. No, they're still around. Oh, they are? There's yeah. One there. yeah. Oh. yeah, I have some friends that are still like really into Sam's Club, and I was just like, yeah, okay. No. Costco's the way to go. All the Absolutely. Way. I've been there twice this week. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. If, Co- if Costco ever stops making their uh, their dental chews for dogs, I'm in a world of hurt because my dog is addicted to those <laughs> and will and will not take. That is those, so those. much better than having to brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 freshen my breath. They clean my teeth. It's great. And she won't eat. Joke. She won't eat them from anywhere else. So if Costco stops making those, I'm I'm fucked. That's crazy. Yeah, Costco actually showed me how much money I lost by not getting the executive membership last year, and it was embarrassing. Yep. And they're like, you've already spent as much at Costco this year as you did all of last year. <laughs> I was like, that is a strong sales pitch. They like you literally threw hundreds of dollars away. Huh. I mean, it really is a, 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 I mean, I know this is turning into the Costco podcast. Right, but, right. <laughs> but Costco is the best way to go. I mean, you get a, you get a Costco membership and you get a, a vacuum seal bag sealer. Forget it. I will here's, tell here's, you right now, I will drink any of the liquor that comes from Costco. That vodka has to be Grey Goose. Yeah, their vodka is very is their their house made vodka or whatever. Yeah, all, all their house made liqueur is. I've only tried the vodka. I've never tried anything oh, else. Oh, the rums are amazing. I'm I'm trying to figure out what, but I I we actually let our Costco we didn't we didn't go as often as I thought we would go. There we go, Costco. Where's our free memberships? Yeah, There's come your, on, sponsored. Forty going on fourteen. Bunch sponsored of old by guys. Costco. Costco, the spiciest food you'll ever eat. Yes. <laughs> When we cross over to 50 and get sponsored by Depends. 
<laughs> hmm. Wow. What the hell were so, we talking about? So, yeah, you know how my uh, I told you earlier that uh, they have actual spi- you know, peppers on the tables here in the restaurants and stuff? Yeah. They have these one peppers that are similar to the sport peppers that they look like little okras, and they keep them on, you know, they're, they're, um, many of the, the family restaurants have them sitting on their tables. A lot of the Mexican restaurants have them sitting there and everything. They're not okra? No, they're not okra, but they look like okra, right? Mm. And my grandfather and my grandmother came down here to visit once, and you know, my grandfather, think, thinking they were okra, just reached in and grabbed like three of them and popped them in his mouth. Oh God! Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, he was he was crying for the rest of the meal, <laughs> but he wouldn't admit it was spicy. But his eyes were just pouring. <laughs> I, I love I love the stubborn, the you know, like yeah, it hurts. I'm not giving it up, type of thing. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna let you know it hurts, but it hurts. Hmm. Hurts so good. I think you get to a certain point on that pepper that no matter how tough you are, it's going to take you down. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that when we get to the second half. Excuse me. Because I've definitely become a spicy food guy, but there are so many people who are so much more hardcore than I am. Yes. We need to yeah. get to that. that. That's all now stuff. And that's yeah. the, the funny thing about, um, I mean, for those of you that don't know, the main system of measuring heat is um, Scoville. Oh Scoville. Yeah, yeah. I almost said Keurig's, and I've Keurig. <laughs> it's Scoville, what? and and the problem with Scoville's is it's almost like it's almost like a person by person, case by case basis. You can only kind of estimate the amount of Scoville's because not only do they vary from pepper to pepper, even in the same type of pepper, like one jalapeno can be twice as spicy as the next jalapeno you grab, but like you know. To one person, something that feels like, you know, 100,000 Scovilles can feel to another person like it's only 20,000 Scovilles. So it's it's a it's less of an accurate guide and more of just a uh, approximation of what of, of the of the heat level. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be relative. So even if you're pretty hardcore, you should be able to recognize, except at the lower end of the spectrum, which one is hotter relatively and how many times hotter in theory. Like, I know that at the lower end of the scale, like, I I have a difficult time telling the difference between banana peppers and, say, like, green pepper. Yeah. And and even some of the ones are a little higher up. I mean, jalapenos are still, like, no joke. My mom and my sister all their life have, like, just snacked on pickled jalapenos. Well, pickling definitely drops the heat of the jalapeno. Yeah. I mean, they can eat the regular raw ones too, not as much, but like, they they would just sit there and eat dozens of just sit there and eat them like a like it's its own snack. Like That's that, I don't of... I don't get or do. How can uh, how the poops? <laughs> I mean, spicy food sometimes has that effect on people. It it doesn't always to me. <clears throat> the poops? Yeah, I don't get necessarily any more gastrointestinal difficulty from spicy foods and other things. Oh, you've never had the Bernie's. I mean, if I, <laughs> if I have stomach problems after Mexico, the socialist poops, <laughs> if it's after Mexican food, wow. it's probably from refried beans. Really? Like the extra. Well, yeah, it's the extra fiber. Like that's, that's what's going to set off my stomach. Not, not the spice. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I don't get so much of the 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 ring of fire so much as I get the pain of, you know, ulcer type symptoms. You know, not that you're getting an ulcer, but that kind acid, of acid reflux type stuff. 
it, it doesn't come back into my throat so much. It all stays in my stomach. But <laughs> but it, it hurts. You know, I start to sweat and my stomach hurts really bad. And I feel like, you know, mom's spaghetti bad. and all that. <laughs> Vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Right. Um, and it, it just feels like, yeah, like 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 an ulcer feels. And it's it's not a pleasant feeling at all. So Joel gets the ulcer thing. Mike obviously gets the ring of fire. I pee fire out my butt. Uh, I I will get uh, if it's something's pretty spicy. I will get painful hiccups. Ooh, like they are extremely violent hiccups. Like something is trying to punch its way out up through the spot where I normally hiccup. Ah, uh, I I just uh, there was a hot ones recently where somebody was talking about they get the hiccups. Uh, yeah, the one I, with I Fred. That one today, Fred Flintstone. Who the hell was that? Oh, that was Bob Saget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that soon. On that note. um, So, as a kid, before, you know, before, let's say, let's say from uh, college and back, like your last year of college and back, what was the spiciest thing that you ate? Mine would be that horseradish that I ate off the top of it. Just a big old dollop of horseradish straight into my horseradish mouth. Horseradish is a different kind of burn, though. It's it's more back of the throat, up through the nose. Because horseradish, yeah, it definitely no, filled my nostrils. Yeah, yeah. horseradish yeah. attacks the sinuses. It, it does, and it has no caps capsaicin in it. It's it's a short. It's like a, and then it backs off. It's not a long term sort of sort of thing. Um, it, for, it, for me, it wasn't until I got older that I even started exploring spicy food. So that was definitely the spiciest thing as my for my childhood. For me, uh, when I was when I went to Korea in '89, um, I was introduced to kimchi, and getting kimchi, you know, fresh in Korea, yeah, that that was the spiciest thing I'd eaten up to that point. Now, kimchi's that's the uh... fermented cabbage that they stick in a jar, bury in the ground for three months. Hmm, he says. I, I may have eaten an entire half a jar of kimchi while watching Hot Ones this afternoon preparing for this show. Yeah, I, I fucking love kimchi. I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not a big spicy foods guy, but you get some kimchi, I'm 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 all about it. It's funny you asked the question, Pat, and I hadn't thought about this story until you asked it. My senior year, I was taking Spanish three, and near the end, uh, we were going to have a fiesta, like a bring everybody bring something, and I was going to make salsa, and my mom got like all the wrong ingredients. She got like cherry tomatoes <laughs> and like uh, some sort of pepper. I'm not actually, sh- I wasn't sure what it was at the time, but I think it might have actually been like a serrano, something hotter than a jalapeno. So I, I may do because I promised I'd bring salsa, and I made this salsa that no one could eat. <laughs> like the the guys who were trying to be hardcore were like, "Oh yeah!" Like I, I tried. I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, I said I was bringing it, so I'll bring it. And I warned people. I'm like, "I don't think you can eat this." And like, <laughs> I don't think you guys, should eat this. <laughs> a couple guys went in and tried a, a chip, and were just like devastated. By it. <laughs> Because I had all the ratios wrong, because I had all these tiny tomatoes in there. <laughs> he he brought a he brought a biological weapon to school. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably the hottest thing I had had until I don't know if this was college or if it should be in the now. But my dad w- once made uh, completely inedible chili. <laughs> he, he took a hot sauce that I had brought home that was supposed to be like you add one drop to a pot. 
he like shook it in there. Oh, and he made this chili that like, by the time I got to it, people had already tried to like cut it with, uh, pasta and cheese and stuff. And it was still, it was like acid. There's people like boiling up pasta right there. Cause I, yeah, I got home and everyone else had given up on it, but he hadn't thrown it out. And oh yeah, it was, it was inedibly spicy. Wow. It was like straight acid. (laughs) Probably the spiciest thing I've ever had had to have been the, the, um, Asian peppers from when I was at that, at that, uh, at that restaurant, my I in my young younger years, my spicy food leaned more towards Asian than it did Hispanic or anything like that. And the thing that I discovered, the hottest thing, I was like, I get that uh, Beijing beef with those peppers in it. Go to the house, I eat about half of it, and that's when I discovered that if you take the Beijing beef and stick it in the fridge and forget about it for a couple days, it gets even hotter. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I go back three days later and say, oh, cool. My Beijing beef is still in here. Dump it in there, heat it up, pop some of it in my mouth. And it was, uh, it's like I had it offended a god of some sort. <laughs> and it was so freaking hot. Because I, cause I was like, oh, yeah, when I originally had this, when I ordered I'm like, I can handle this. Three days later with those peppers, and, you know, I didn't eat the peppers, so there were, it was less food and more pepper. And it just marinating and spreading oh and growing and oh, getting stronger. Yeah. And... I mean, my, my sinuses opened up, and it was one of those moments where. <laughs> just b- bonding with the meat on a molecular level. Oh, <laughs> it was so, and the worst part about it was, is when I eat spicy food, I'm already talked about peeing on my butt, so I'm not worried about grossing people out, but the mucus thing just kicks in and like I'm snotting all over the place. It's coming up through my throat. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, to try this, you know, and it's one of those where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so hungry. It's the only thing here. So I finished the bowl of it. And then I ate like half a loaf of bread because just, I remember like my, my mom coming home, sitting in the living room, just eating white bread. Is, is that your dinner? I'm like, no, my dinner was a spicy food. <laughs> my food you just fucked me. You're just walking around with a Tupperware full of milk and you're just soaking bread in it. <laughs> just imagining you're just eating Are eating milk soaked bread. Almost. Mm. But yeah, so on that high note. Yeah, I want to take a break and talk about our experiences with uh, spicy food as an adult and talk a little bit about hot ones on YouTube. Yes. I mean, I agree. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. He regrees. Ah. Ah. The talent ah. regrees. All right, we are back, and we are going to talk about spicy food and hot ones. Spicy food. So it's funny, as an adult, I, I went from the kid who was scared of spicy foods because Tabasco was punishment to the guy who will order out and ask for stuff extra spicy when he, like, orders Thai. Ooh, and that's ballsy. Well, my guideline is there, there are two situations when if someone asks you, are you sure, the answer is always no. One is if the dungeon master asks that question. <laughs> and the other is if you're ordering food extra spicy and the person behind the counter or taking your order goes, are you sure? 
Your answer is no. Uh, that I was sure. I am no longer sure. <laughs> you have broken my confidence, sir. Congratulations to you. Yeah, I've I've done that with uh, extra spicy on like Mexican, most Caribbean food. Uh, I will not even try it with Indian food. I know better. Yeah, Indian food is asinine how how spicy that gets. And yeah, if you you do that with like some of the American cuisines that are like noted for being spicy, they will take it as a challenge just to fuck you up. Like yes. I wouldn't go to Nashville and order hot chicken. And I was extra just spicy. thinking about that. They now, will kill you. When you say hot chicken, is there something different about it other than that it's spicy? Yes, it's bright red. Yeah, it's a specific no. Nashville. It's what they're known for. Yeah, it's if you go to chicken. Nashville and yes for a spicy chicken sandwich, get your shit ready because they will it, be prepared it, to meet God. Yes. Yeah, it's probably in terms of American regional cuisines, Nashville hot chicken. I'm sure there are people from various places in the country that would take issue with this statement, but I would say on average, it's one of the spiciest, if not the spiciest. So in other words, Joel, don't order this. No. If you love chicken, do not order this. Yeah, I'd like to try it, uh, but not at its hottest. Like, We drive down to Florida. We go through Nashville. We stopped at a chicken place, and I ordered a spicy Nash, a Nashville spicy chicken sandwich. A mere thirty minutes later, Uh-oh. we're looking for a rest stop. <laughs> the, I I just do not handle spicy food when it does not agree with me. It does not agree with me, but it was delicious going down. <laughs> so it tastes good. It just it, oh, it, it tastes amazing. Hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, aside from smoked food and like grill stuff, most of what I cook is spicy because I knew we were preparing for the show. Like I went on a tear, uh, between the kimchi that I talked about, I I made some noodles with a, uh, Korean hot pepper paste named go gochujang that I, I have in quite a few things. I'm going to actually make uh, some soup with it tomorrow. I think he bought Voltron once. Sorry. That's yeah, not even a particularly obscure mm. condiment. You can buy it at Jewel over here. <laughs> huh. Is that the bar we've set for? <laughs> well, no, that's definitely like it, when I see something is kind of broken, it, broken into the mainstream, probably through Food Network. Like if I used to have to go to like an H Mart or other specific like ethnic marketplace to go and get it. And now I see it on the shelf at Jewel. It's like, okay, yeah, now this is something that's, for whatever reason, maybe it's trendy. Kind of like sriracha became I was like just yeah. gonna say sriracha because that was yeah. like the big spicy thing that suddenly everybody's fucking sriracha ice cream. That's not a thing we asked for. Sriracha donuts. Nobody wants that. If they say yes, they're lying. And I definitely have, uh, I don't know, probably twenty, thirty hot sauces around the house. Hell, I have four within arm's reach right now. <laughs> I He's say five, but two of them are actually both bottles of the same hot sauce because I didn't realize there was already one in here when I had my pizza earlier. What's your favorite bottled hot sauce? Oh, Ooh, that's a good question. Cause my favorite, uh, my favorite is actually probably one called angel of garlic. Uh, it's one that I've uh, had a difficulty uh, getting, uh, a poor replacement for it because it's not spicy at all is Cholula chili garlic, uh, which is actually the one I've got two bottles of within arm's reach. But it's barely spicier than ketchup. It's just got a nice garlic flavor to it. That, so I go through a lot. 
Yeah, that's good for like the mornings. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly have probably had ketchup spicier than that sauce, but I love it. But I also have like a habanero one within arm's reach and a bottle of Louisiana roasted pepper. Mm. Um, well, I grew up with Tabasco, but um, when I owned the restaurant, we used to make our hot wings with Louisiana hot sauce. And I got a taste for that kind of real vinegary um, flavor. So that that's probably the one that I'd... Yeah, see, I'm not a fan of vinegary hot sauces. Have you uh, done Frank's at all? Because that's the, like the traditional buffalo yeah. sauce. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the the one that I used on my truck when I made a buffalo chicken sandwich. Yeah, Frank's and, and butter is the original buffalo sauce. Yep. And it's good on buffalo wings, but that's about it. I don't really like it for anything else. Yeah, I, I've never had it outside of using it for wings. but I think Cholula is probably my, if I had to pick my favorite, just to use for you know everyday spices. I do use Frank's Tabasco and smoked chipotle Tabasco all in my chili recipe. Mm. Just for, because I want the layers. I want the smoky flavor, the straight heat and slight kick of vinegar, and then the cayenne, which is kind of a mid-level burn. I do the same thing in the soup I'm going to make tomorrow because it's going to have uh, fresh ginger in uh, enough quantity to be spicy, plus the gokujang and uh, a little bit of mint, which in that, like normally mint is sweet, mm. but you get enough of it in a soup like that, uh, it's actually going to give another layer of heat almost. Okay. Gokujang, gotta catch him. Oh. I am my my go to everyday hot sauce is Valentina picante sauce. That is pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, out by me, I can get a, I'm looking at the my grocery list. <laughs> it's on my grocery list. Double check to make sure uh, $1.69 for a 34 ounce bottle of it. Um, yep. That's the one I uh, buy a, a bottle of for the classroom at the beginning of the school year because it's cheap as hell. Yeah. And it's not so hot. Like just about anyone can handle it. And that's what I like about it. It's, it gives a little bit of a burn to it, but it's not. And that's one of the things that I like about it is something that I, I mean, there's so many hot sauces. Like if you stop at like Mars Cheese Castle in Wisconsin, they have all freaking hot sauces that are just like almost hostile to you. <laughs> Which I don't have never understood that. But uh, yeah. see, I, I kind of like that. Like I'll walk into the hot uh, sauce store in uh, Galena and I'll just try all of the hottest stuff. Like I've definitely had peanuts coated in ghost pepper dust that like pra- practically incapacitated me walking down the street, like drunk on wine in Galena. Oof. Well, that I can see. That's a Charles Bukowski novel. Yes, but way more white and suburban. <laughs> see, um, okay. Oh, no, I was going to say, cause it's, it seems to me that there are like, I mean, all I'm all about having hot sauce. You know, like hot sauce is good. Get that little burn in there. That sort of thing is always nice. But when it gets to the point where you're like, they're doing it just to. Yeah, when you don't th- taste anything but heat, right. I don't enjoy that. Like, there's I... n- when there's no flavor but fire, that's not fun. Yeah. Well, some th- uh, one of the hottest things I've ever had actually was delicious. Uh, for Soren's bachelor party, uh, one of the stops on our trip was one of those places that serves wings where their thing is they make you sign a waiver and then hand you a bell. And if you ring the bell, they'll show up with an orange and a glass of milk. <laughs> and we ordered a plate of their hottest hot wing. And they were delicious. But, yeah, they scorch 
So bad. We did that with a three pound burger that you had to cut like a cake. Ooh. Happy good meal. Me. Um, well, speaking on the topic then, and I put this at, at, in the show notes for, I think later, but, um, what about this one chip challenge? That's the thing these days. I haven't tried it myself. I, I haven't tried it, but I would. What is it? The I'll one chip challenge. One chip that's like sealed in a little box in a bag and it's like coated in ghost pepper dust. Oh yeah. See, I'm, I don't know. I could, I don't know if I would do it. I'm, I think I'd be like, no, because one of the things, okay. When I worked at TJ's, one of the things where every time we would get new hot spicy food in was, you know, how, how who's going to try it? Who's yeah. going to try it? Let's bring it back there. Like we got the ghost pepper grinder in. That was just a jar of ghost peppers with um, it, jar of ghost peppers in a grinder. That's literally like, all it was. Like a pepper grinder kind of thing? Yes. Oof. Yeah. That's a rough pepper because it gets hotter for about mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And it sticks with you for about 40. Yeah. And that was one of the things like, the, you know, I had at this point had already had, you know, I've, I've had ghost peppers before. And of course, when it showed up, everyone's like, oh, hey, we got to try it. Oh, hey, we're going to try it. And I'm just like, all right. I'll, I'll try it, but you guys go first. And the, you know, the first two guys, <laughs> the first guy took the grinder, tilted his head back and just like cranked oh. out three grinds into it. I'm just like, you are going to have a rough night. Yeah, yeah that's rough. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I am telling you right now, this is what's going to happen to you. Oh no, no man. It's cool. It's cool. I'm like, give it 10 minutes. That makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it, seeing yeah. it, not even tasting it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he was crying and leaking from every <laughs> hole on his head within like a couple minutes. And oh, leakage. yeah. Later on, later on, he came by and he was like, I, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, we're we're gonna demo this this uh, half gallon of milk." And I'm like, "Okay, that's what I thought, man." I'm like, "Yeah, you go demo that milk." You know, I was just like, "I'll take a seed and I'll take a, a flake of it and I'll put it on my tongue and you know I'll." I can handle that because I'm not, I'm not trying to kill yourself or impress anyone. Exactly. I don't like any of these people at this store. You're not trying to play yourself like that. In the words of DJ Khalid. Exactly. (laughs) And now I know Patrick uh, doesn't like curries, but what about you two? I'm a big Mm. fan of curry personally. I love curry. Uh, Surprisingly, I, I, I enjoy a good curry. I'm kind of new to it, but um, what I've had so far, I've, I've enjoyed yeah, I, I have not tried green. I've had quite a bit of brown and red curry, though, both uh, Thai and Indian Pakistani and Chinese, actually. I've had a lot of curry. Now, does I'm the just, color differentiate the level of heat? Not it, necessarily. It can, but yeah. Not, it just I don't know. I, did, I just find them to be too muddy and just I don't like the consistency or the flavor of every curry I've ever tried. I've tried six different curries and yeah, just not my thing. Yeah, I, I definitely I make a curry that is uh, London Pakistani inspired. Uh, one of the best I've ever had was in Ireland. I had another one in England. Yeah, curry. It's maybe not my favorite spicy food, but it's definitely like top two or three. Man, now I want curry. I love curry, but the problem is is that it sticks with me. <laughs> Curry doesn't. You. Considering your other problems with spicy food, that sounds painful. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, oh God, it's like I could have. I'll, I'll go to. I'll go. There's a couple Indian places up. I mean, I'm. I'm in my office is in the West Loop area. Some Indian places up. I mean, where I can get some really good food. 
and I'll eat it. It's spicy. I can handle it because I think the, the it's almost like the Indian spices a little bit more. You know, sound, this is going to sound incredibly racist, but almost like a dirtier spice. Yeah, I, does that make sense? I, I wouldn't describe it as dirtier, but it is definitely a different type of spice than something you'll get from South America, Mexico. I mean, it's if, one of the reasons why I know not to screw around when it comes to Indian hot food. Like, I'll order something that's spicy, but I'll make sure that I get the milder, medium version. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like normally the spice when you eat when you'll eat it, it's like um like a habanero or something. You eat it and it's sharp. There's like a sharp uh, heat to it, like a sharp pain to it. Indian spices creeps up on you, man. Well, it's, yeah, it's like they warm at the back of the throat and down in the stomach and like burn their way up to the top of the head. But what, yes. one of the things I've, I've kind of noticed about um, Indian food spices versus like the rest of the world spices is most other co- most other culinary foods, you know, the culinary cultures, the spice is an accent, whereas in India, it almost seems like the spice is the vehicle. Hmm. Baby. Sorry. <laughs> this is like a reflex. Thank you, Joel. (laughs) I I don't want to be Joel. (laughs) Has anyone but me had peri-peri chicken? Maybe. It's so nice to to say it twice. I have not. Oh, it's uh, an African dish that that you can actually get it here now. There's a place called Nando's in Illinois. Uh, One of, I think, our first meal in London, our first dinner in London. Was in Illinois? No, it was it was peri peri chicken in oh, uh, Whitechapel. There, there's a place here in Houston that I've been to a couple times called Peli Peli, which serves South African food. I've had. It, it might be the same thing because sometimes when you translate something, some of the consonants. Because yeah, it's from uh, Mozambique. It's made with a bird's eye chili. Oh, huh. very very good. Peri peri very very. I yeah. I would I would try that. I mean I mean you guys know me. It's like food wise, I'll eat anything once. Yeah, same. I think there's a Nando's out by you as well. Nando, California? Um, where is the one in... Nando's Peri Peri Chicken? Uh, Naperville would be the... Oh, there's also one at, at Oak Brook. Oh, okay. There's one in Naperville, one Just in Oak Brook. looking it up, and oh my god, that looks... Oh yeah, it's also uh, one of the few places outside of Disneyland where you can get Dole Whip. I'm sorry, what? Dole Whip? Watch me, Nene. <laughs> Am I the only person who knows about Dole Whip? I know what Dole yeah, Whip is, but oh, I usually I don't, put, I don't know what Dole Whip is. I know what, what Dole Whip is, but I usually put it in drinks. Yeah, it's, it is a uh, soft serve. It's basically pineapple soft serve. Yeah. Huh. But it used to only be available in Disneyland at their uh, uh, tiki room. Yes. Dole Whip. Okay, I get it now. Y- yeah. He thought you were saying Dole Whip. Right. Oh, you actually did? I was just trying to make a dumb joke. No, I just, I wasn't sure. I was like, Dole Whip? I'm, I didn't know what it, when you put it in the right context, Andrew. Yeah. yeah and it was, it was big news when Nando's got it. Huh. I never even heard of it. Well, now you have. I sure have. Uh, I'm trying to think of other big spicy cuisines. Uh, jerk chicken? Anybody? Yeah. Only if they ask nice. <laughs> I love jerk chicken. Yeah, I do. Too. I do too. That, that's always, one that I've made twice. 
So yeah, like I was telling you earlier, you know, the Costco has the different brands of Doritos. That, uh, they had the wasabi, which was pretty good. We were able to get through that whole bag, but we ended up, we ended up having to throw out the bag of what, what was called. It was extreme flavor. It wasn't even or extreme heat. It wasn't even like it was there was some ghost pepper in there. There was and we couldn't we couldn't do it. We we're like, nope, this is too much. We had to throw the whole bag out. Ah. Yeah, it was it was brutal. I mean, it was like the you know it was it was like the one chip challenge. Every chip, huh? Yeah. Spiciest thing I've ever eaten by by far. It couldn't even couldn't even finish the bag. Hmm. Interesting. Now, see, I wouldn't want a Costco sized bag of that, but considering like I'll do flaming hots and uh, takis like they're nothing. Well, now I wish I hadn't thrown it out. I wish I'd have kept it for Gen Con. Oh, fucking ten takis, man. Oh, love love the chili lime takis. The extra heat. Yeah, I mean, you know, these things, you know, you know, like I said, my mom and my sister, you know, they they eat spicy foods much easier than I do. They couldn't even take it. Like, nope. Yeah. Mm. Might be a bit much for me. It's probably one where I would have tried a chip and been like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm actually a growing uh, hot peppers in the garden right now. I say I'm doing it. I'm actually going out and collecting them. Sarah does all the actual gardening. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we've got uh, garden salsa peppers, Fresno peppers, and poblanos. Ooh. And just a couple days ago, I made uh, my own salsa out of the garden salsa peppers. Ooh, did you use cherry tomatoes? I did not. Uh, the tomatoes were the only thing I used that was not a fresh ingredient, though. I've, I've made uh, salsa with all fresh ingredients. I actually find it's better if the tomatoes are canned. Huh. Well, there's a lot of really good canned tomatoes at the San Marzano tomatoes. Yes. Our, That's our, what I got. Yeah, I yeah. got the Muir Glen San Marzanos. Yeah, those are the best tomatoes in in, in the can. If you got to go with canned tomatoes, yeah, I mean, those are just. Be. Yeah, exactly. I use those on the truck all the time for my tomato soup, and they're just as good as fresh tomatoes. Yeah, they're like they're like three bucks a can. They're they're more expensive, but I think they're better than fresh tomatoes. At the very least, you're not you're not taking a drop off in quality. Yep. So you guys made me watch this web. Yes, Hot Ones. Hot Ones. Star- starring Sean Evans. The concept of this show is, for those of you that don't know, uh, Sean Evans um, is is the, the interviewer. It's a company called First We Feast. It's like four guys, I think, or three guys and one woman started this whole thing. But he's the interviewer, the face of it. And they do what, what they do is they do amazingly detailed research to find questions that you know other interviewers aren't asking these celebrities they started off getting you know c-list d-list celebrities they've gotten up to where they're almost getting you know getting consistently a-list celebrities you know um they're, they're up to like the charlie's their own and halle berry and things like that you know but what they do is their gimmick is there are 10 buffalo wings spread out before each one of them they have 10 different um 10 different hot sauces on each different wing and they go from your basic like thousand Scovilles all the way up to two million Scovilles, and they they bump it up every single wing with a different question, a new question, and as they get further along in the in the pain and the and the hotness, the questions get more and more uh, intense and introspective. It's really interesting. Yeah, the first season, some of the first couple sauces were like straight Cholula Valentina and a Tabasco. Yeah, yeah. Now, like even the first sauce is like the hottest one I have in my house. Yeah. And they had make their own sauces too. Yeah. Yep. They got their own brand now. Yeah. Yep. Now that they've got three different sauces in the list of 10 that are, that are made by them, their own proprietary sauces. Yeah. And the, and to be honest, despite the, the, the gimmick of the show, I legitimately enjoy the questions they ask and seeing the reactions of the guests 
who are like, wow, that's a really great question. You know, I mean, they they really do ask very, very good questions. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I, it's I enjoy an interview. interview. I enjoy an interview when when a celebrity is taken aback. They're like, "Wow, what?" Because <laughs> you it's know consistent they, on that show. Yeah, because you know they hear the same questions over and over and over again from people. So it's always refreshing, you know, to see somebody get shocked pleasantly by a, by a question. The only other guy I've seen do that consistently is that guy. I, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Neymar or something like that, or Neymar. He's this really, really crazy, awkward, like. Like interviewer, he goes and and finds people in like you know and and almost corners them and acts really really crazy awkward around them. But he like blows their mind by like somehow he has this technique where he goes and he finds things from their childhood that they didn't you know that they forgot about or whatever, and he'll just pull it out of their backpack. Do you remember this? And they're like, what? <laughs> That's kind of freaky. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to the point where people have looked at him like. How the hell did you, do you know about this? How the hell did you find out about this? What, like, hmm. I paid good money to have this buried. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that some of the people that look on their face when some of the things he shows them. Yeah, it's 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 funny. I should find that guy and share some of those clips with you. Sorry, I got a little distracted. But yeah, yeah. I like when when a celebrity is taken aback by a question and not in, in a good way. You know, where they're where they're pleasantly surprised because that means that you know they. The, the, the research that they've done, I mean, it, it means something. That's why he's gotten, that's why the show has gotten to where it's over 2 million downloads an episode now. Wait, are we talking about hot ones or are we talking about your thing? Hot ones. No, hot ones. Oh, okay. I'm, back, I'm back on hot ones. Okay. I, got, I got down the rabbit hole with the wrong guy. But yeah, he, he does that, that same thing where, you know, just to be able to, to make somebody, you know, just break break their own character because all these guys have their own character that they do when they're in interviews so they, they kind of have to distance themselves and if you can like make them drop that 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 wall that facade and like become a real person and that's between the combination of the pain of the wings and the questions he's asking he he really gets a lot of people to to show their true selves yeah and it's not like he's out doing you know uh gotcha like, journalism or anything yeah right yeah he's not yeah. out to make him look bad or anything he's just wants to get a legitimate honest answer out of him uh, just being themselves and he's very successful at it because a lot of times he'll he'll ask things that are pointed at something that is uh, you know like a um something that they're interested in not just as a celebrity but something they actually are interested in as a, as a person but i, I don't want to go on that show not that I, you know I, I i think if i did i there's I, no way i wouldn't get all the way through like I, I would force myself to get through that last one. I'd I'd be like Gordon Ramsay if I was the one that was if I tried to make myself get all the way through it, where I'm practically vomiting and coughing and swearing and. He was taking real bites though. Yeah, he was not. He was okay. I watched the Gordon Ramsay one, and I, my favorite moment of that one was when he's like, "Thank you very much, Gordon Ramsay, for being on the show." And Gordon Ramsay goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, and 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 fuck all my fans who wanted me to do this. <laughs> and on the other side of it, Weird Al. I, Weird Al took very little bites of everything. Yes, he did. And yeah, it, well, he took very little bites, and he had like vegan wings. Well, he wasn't quite as small as uh, Jeff Goldblum, who literally bird nibbled a little tiny bit. Really? Well, he, he is also like you know seventy five years old, so. <laughs> uh i don't know henry rollins was taken like a champ he ate all of them and huh. he's you know 
well, pushing you, 60. So you've you've answered your question, Henry Rollins. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Rollins. I mean, when he came out and he was talking about, I don't do spicy food. I was like, oh no, this is going to be another DJ Khaled situation. And no, not only did he like get through all of them, he uh, ate almost the entire wing for everyone. He made it through complete sentences through all of the questions at the end was like, yeah, this was fun. (laughs) Right. He just once again proved why I I love that man. But can can we talk about DJ Khaled's plot? Pathetic attempt at you know being a man or being being any kind of normal human being. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah, was he, a season one episode where the second sauce was the Cholula chili garlic that I have in my hand right now. It's like a two hundred Scoville sauce. Ooh, that's like that's less than ketchup. Yeah, it's uh, about as hot as Valentina, and that was the second wing, and he tapped out after the third. What? Yeah. He also insisted on having uh, the wings flown in from his own restaurant. Yeah. As a plug. Wait, back it up. DJ Khalid has a restaurant? Finger licking. No shit. Finger licking chicken, yeah. Huh. I, I will say that the wings on the episode, at least in terms of the quality of the meat themselves, they did look a little better than the average wing. That is I'll give one, him that. I, that is one of the things that I really enjoyed from the uh, Gordon Ramsay one was like, do you mind if I sponsor this show? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why? Because then we can get some wings with some actual fucking meat on them. There's a lot of people that have complained about the wings. A lot of people say they're served very you know, warm, if not even cold. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they make them early and they sit around, you know, while they set up and everything, you know, it's not like they're yeah, fresh, cooking, them, cooking them fresh and bringing them out for the recording, you know, but to be fair, there, it's more of a delivery system for the sauce than it is the actual, yeah. the food. But that's why like even Rachel Ray, you know, when she did it, she didn't have any wings at all. There was no chicken. She just put the sauces on a spoon and ate the, ate the sauce itself. Really? Well, and huh. Today's yep. episode, uh, Kumail had chicken strips. Yep. Yeah, I saw that, and he ate it with a fork and a knife because he's he's he said what I've made that mistake before where I've had the hot sauce on my fingers and wound yeah. like <laughs> rubbing his eye. Yep. Just Smart. Like, just like well, just like Gordon Ramsay decided that he was going to go take a leak and wound up with uh, hot sauce on his junk. Yeah, <laughs> talking about how his penis was burning. It looked like Aubrey Plaza might have scorched her eyes too. Oh, that's the worst. I Which, thought she was going to end up dumping the whole thing of milk over her head by the time she was done. The fact that she put the milk up her nose was just, I don't know if it was super smart or just her being weird, but it. she said it helped. Is that your thing now, Joel? Putting milk on my nose? No, Aubrey watching Aubrey Plaza put milk up her nose. Uh, I think that's Pat's tab 43, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Terry Crews episode was one of the most heartfelt as is Terry Crews. Like, I almost felt like he would have been near tears even if he wasn't eating the wings. Like, they, they cut deep on that one. They had they had some really good questions for him on that one. And and I I was watching it with Suzanne, and after we watched that one, her com- her first comment was, "Now I love him even more." Especially after the whole the whole talk about him building his uh building the computer. For his yeah, son. with his son. son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. We don't deserve think, Terry Crews. Yeah, I think that's the episode that introduced me to Hot Ones. Like, okay. Right after that one came out, someone linked it on Reddit from some thread with him, probably a PC gaming thread. Yeah, he was all over on that. Well, then you've got people like Alton Brown and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson 
who not only made it through the challenge, Neil deGrasse went back for, for more. He like went back and, and ate more of the chicken and the sauce. And they just were like, this is nothing, you know? When do we get the was feeling it by the last couple, but he was constantly like evaluating the sauces. Like, yeah. I'm going to reorder these by how good they are. And he threw one of them in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the bomb. Yeah. yeah. He was being more of a critic than anything of a food critic, not even like a show critic. Yeah. I, I do have to say, I'm not sure how you guys feel about this, but I think uh, he looks even better now that he's lost his hair. I agree. Alton? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks like more of a like a cooking badass than... Yeah, he used to look kind of weird with his hair. Now, I didn't watch... You said, Mike, you watched the Jonas Brothers one? Yeah, it was so fucking boring. Really? It, oh, my God. it was. T- I did not finish the Jonas Brothers one. Cause that I, was like, why I didn't bother watching it. I kind of figured it was not going to be that interesting. Yeah, it was like the three of them nibbling at them. Now, what was good was the Stranger Things one for the three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah that was funny. There. Yeah. yeah, that no, was truth great. or dab, truth or dab. Yeah, because and then they were like, you know, they showed them like pictures of uh, of, v- of VCR. Can you tell me what this is type of thing? And, you know, that was kind of goofy. But the very end of it was um, <clears throat> I think he should have got should have got credit for saying VHS. I think he should, too. But that's a whatever. But well, I, I like that the end where they're like, give us a spoiler. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's like, and he's like, just eat the wing. <laughs> eat the wing. We signed a contract. <laughs> what was funny though was was Gaten was talking about how he was a he he liked spicy food, but Caleb didn't. Whereas Caleb just like waltzed through it, didn't really have a lot of problems, and Gaten was running around practically <laughs> yeah. crying his eyes out, hiding behind I mean, the set. He got real real quiet after he ate that first one, but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't react. <laughs> Yeah, he he made it. He made it through what they had to actually get through. He he sure stopped goofing around as soon as he ate that first one. He was like, "Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> shit!" They mean. And, and the Trevor, like, the Trevor Noah one, he breezed through it real easy. Like he didn't have hardly any problems until like the very very end. Yeah, usually it's the last two or three get about everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the let's talk about um, the bomb. Which is the only one that has lasted through every single season. It was in the first lineup, and it's been, you know, the fans themselves, everybody, you know, Sean, him, he, no one wants to get rid of that one because that's the one that gets the biggest reaction out of everybody. Hmm. Because Nobody apparently that like one it. just tastes that, that apparently that one just tastes like pure heat and acid. Yeah, I haven't I, I haven't heard anybody on there that had, had liked that one yet. No, I mean it's it's gotten to the point where now where like people know walking in like this is the one to look for, this is the one to watch out for. Like, and one of the other things that I like about the whole lineup is that over the over the seasons, it used to be when they got to the last one and they did the last dab, he would just shake the bottle a couple times and just do it. Now he just sits there and stares at him while he shakes the bottle, waiting for them to say something. <laughs> He'll sit there and shake that thing like 12, 14 times before they, they finally they're like, what's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? Because they'll be, they'll be talking and he'll just pick the bottle up and just start shaking it. And finally they're like, What's going on? I like Weird Al didn't ask him. He just picked up a wing and shook it along with him. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's definitely, I mean, he started off pretty good, but he's definitely getting into the showmanship of, you know, of the whole thing now, you know, and it's, it's really, it's, it deserves the popularity it's gotten. And I'd never heard of it until you guys talked about doing this show. I'm like, what's hot ones. And, you know, we, we, we kind of set out with a, a, a minor list of, you know, try and hit these ones. And I, I just kept going, oh, now I want to see this person. Oh, look who's on there. I didn't know they were doing it. And I went through the whole, like the wiki page 
and was like going through going, okay, I want to see this one and this one and this one. And, yeah, you, uh, you saw a good 20 of them, I think. Yeah, it's I, cool that we got a new episode today. Yeah, for yeah, that was awesome. And as jo- Josh said, what, t- top five for you? Well, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Kumail anyway. Like, I, I was early uh, on to his career. Uh, he was one of my favorite stand-ups when I had uh, XM Radio that was almost always tuned to the stand-up channel. And then, like, I, I saw him on uh, oh, uh, Silicon Valley. And then he's got he's got, a, he's got a very I, I love his delivery because he's got it's very dry but also very boisterous at the same time. He, he he walks a good balance of like being over the top goofy but also being very uh science not scientific but you know what I'm trying to say like very clinical. <laughs> yeah very yeah yeah he's he's clinical but also goofy at the same time. Well yeah he's got you can tell like before I learned that he was the video game guy on G4 and like he's a huge gamer like you could tell that he's a bit of a nerd. Yeah. Just, just like the way he carries himself, even mm-hmm. if he's not talking about nerdy stuff at all, you, you just get it. So yeah, that was a, definitely a highlight for my afternoon was watching that. Yeah. He was a, he was a really good interview. Very entertaining. And I, uh, he was pale by the end. Well, like, like he could, said at the beginning, he was going to start sweating. <laughs> you could see the color just drain out of his face by the time they were done. Uh, <laughs> It was entertaining to say the least. And I still say, you know, I want to start my own follow-up show to hot ones, hot buns. We interview the people as they're on the toilet <laughs> the next day. We, we are not a vehicle for your fetishes. Yeah, no, you're not. You have been for five years. Anymore. 20, 25 years. Oh. We've been watching you poop a long time. That's a good point. <laughs> Sometimes I have them. I do. I do like to have my hands held while I poop. It's reassuring. Aw. No. <laughs> Please. Oh there goes that plan for Gen Con. No. <laughs> All right. have, like hands across America while Pat's pooping. <laughs> a hand across the hotel room. <laughs> hands across Embassy Suites. <laughs> They're gonna be like, like embassy suites. It's us. Yeah, please don't show up this year. <laughs> what, is, what is going on in that room? Oh, guys, pooping. In there. Why are you all singing? <laughs> if you knew the guy. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't even know how to do a thumbs up, thumbs down on this. Thumbs up to spicy food. Yes, yes absolutely. Just like all day today, I, I've been eating a progressively hotter and hotter things and wishing I had hotter things in the house. I have been, uh, well, oh. I've been, I've been eating my own spicy food going out to lunch. I mean, out by, out by me where I'm in the West Loop places all over, all over the place for me to, realizing that I like the slow burn a lot more than the, uh, bitch slap heat. Um, you know, despite not being a, a big connoisseur of spicy foods, I don't go out of my way to eat it. I do enjoy it from time to time. So, you know, I'd still give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Because Patrick, yeah, for sure. I I already said thumbs up. I was the first vote. Oh, sorry. I said thumbs up for spicy food. Oh, I just did there. So Joel, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week we are going to uh, get our Shazam on and and not Gummer Pile. <laughs> and not the not the Shaquille O'Neal movie either. Right. Kazam. That's oh it. yeah yeah. 
That's Kazam, not Shazam. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you'd like to tell us about your favorite spicy food or yell at us, yell at me for saying that Nashville hot chicken is the hottest food in America. Let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And uh, as we said before, find us on uh, iTunes. <laughs> what? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I was just like, as we said before. Nothing. Um, <laughs> Podverse FM, Noon FM. And uh, Podbean, uh, leave us some reviews. Let us know what you're looking for. And uh, click the bean. Stop saying that. That's not a thing that they say. That's a thing you say. Nobody you says that. Say they double click the mouse, flick the bean, make it shiny. You know. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like to bend you over the barrel and show you the 50 states. Yep. Good night, everybody. Memphis and thanks for listening. Up. Put an egg on it. <laughs> Hollywood hot. So famous, we're infamous. Means more than famous. Infamous?